Well, uh, we, we just had a wonderful service Sunday, resurrection morning. Wasn't that awesome? We had a great time. I know we went home and Pastor Christine and I had lunch by ourselves. I, we made some, what was it we had? Some po' boys or no, uh, some sausage and buns and stuff. I don't know, my favorite, amen, hot dog type. And we just, we just sat there, amen, uh, and just enjoyed it. And, you know, we had a great time. But, you know, I was excited because Jesus is still on the throne. There you go, brats. Hallelujah, amen. Jesus is on the throne. And I want to continue speaking about something. Go with me quickly to Matthew 26. Hallelujah, amen. Uh, today, as I was just meditating on the Lord, just spending time, uh, the time that I had to, to get in the Word and just spend some time with the Lord, Hallelujah. He dropped some things in my heart, and uh, I know that this could be exhaustive study, an exhaustive study, but we're not going to go there. We're just going to touch some things that the Lord is ministering to us. Hallelujah. Amen. Matthew 26, verses 28. Hallelujah. Amen. As you're turning there, let me welcome all those that are watching online. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. I knew years ago we had a, we had a vision, a saddle of broadcasting throughout. Uh, internet wasn't even invent, invented. Uh, it was uh, broadcasting, you know, out there. And now today we're fulfilling that. We're seeing that as we're broadcasting all over. And we turn this sanctuary into a studio church. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a studio church. And, and thank God for the studio audience that are here. Hallelujah. <laughs> thank you for, for the producer back there and our camera. Hallelujah. Thank God for people that uh, will just uh, help move this thing all the way. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, and you got the cheering section here, hallelujah, amen. And then out there, hope you're cheering too, amen. Matthew 26, hallelujah, Matthew 26, uh, verses 28. Now, Jesus said in verses 28, and we, we read this whenever we take communion, but there's something I want to talk to you about today. Jesus said, for this is my blood. This is my blood. So he's holding up the drink, uh, the cup of wine, and he says, of the New Testament. Uh, some translation says, New Covenant. And he says, which is shed for many for the remissions of sin, or the remission of sin. So we know that Jesus had to do this, had to lay his life on the cross, as we, as we so wonderfully worship God as, on his resurrection day. But there was purpose to that, so we talked about that Sunday. But notice this. He said, this is, this is my blood of the New Testament. Say with me, New Testament. So if we look at what he's saying here, it is a covenant, a new covenant. Now quickly go with me to Jeremiah. We're going to talk about covenant for a moment, the purpose of covenant. Covenant will always stand. Covenant will never be broken. It's between two parties, two people that swear upon allegiance to fulfill what has been established or in their hearts. And in this case, God had a desire in his heart that his people will be free. And Jesus had to fulfill that with a covenant. Now, notice what it says in Jeremiah 31. And, and I've always read this, and I highlighted it. But notice what Jeremiah, Jeremiah the prophet prophesied this way before Jesus was ever on the cross. Uh, he prophesied this through the eyes 
that or or he prophesied through the halls that would of the future that would come to us today hallelujah amen he says in verse 31 i want you to see this behold the days come saith the lord that i will make a new covenant now that's where we came from remember we just read in matthew the 26 jesus says this is the blood of the new covenant now he's doing something new he says this that i will make a new covenant with the house of israel and with the house of judah not according to the covenant that i made with their father in the day that i took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of egypt which my covenant they break although i was a husband unto them saith the lord so get this that means this covenant that he's talking about is futuristic but he had made a covenant in the past with the children of israel but they broke it isn't that something how throughout history mankind has not been able to keep their covenant or their or their agreement today we have covenants or we have a changing laws you can you can make a contract today but within so much time that contract will become invalid because of the changing laws uh, so people are always changing covenants you know i live in a neighborhood that they have covenants and covenants not to have so many cars in the parking lot covenants not to have so many people living in the house covenants not to play basketball out in the street covenant you know covenants it's for a purpose covenants are for a purpose it, it, it brings you to a perfect place so that's why covenants are in place so we find that god said according to jeremiah that not behold the days are coming saith the lord verses 31 that i'll make a new covenant so me a new covenant so we find a new covenant had to be made and Jesus was the one that accepted that and said, Father, I will be the bearer of that covenant. Now notice what it says in Romans 11 chapter. If you'll get there, we're going to use a lot of scripture, but I, I want to come, I want to bring, bring us to a point right now so that we can continue it. And I know that later on we'll follow through on this. Romans the 11 chapter, when you have it say, Amen. And notice what it says in Romans. Paul, Paul speaking. Remember, Paul was taught by Jesus personally. And we find here that he says this. For this is my covenant unto them when I shall take away their sins. So in other words, by the Holy Spirit, Paul is speaking based upon what jesus is saying according to scripture jesus would say this for this is my covenant unto them that i jesus shall take away their sins and we we celebrated resurrection we celebrated passion week we found out the purpose of his dying his dissension ascension and then now his resurrection we understand this now so we find a covenant so in other words uh, according to the covenant, the word covenant, the word covenant is instituted between God and man. Example, the covenant of Moses that was instituted by, by, by Christ. So in other words, when Jesus came, he fulfilled a covenant that should have been in place under the old covenant, but men broke it. Say with me, they broke it. Men broke it. And then we find that later on Jesus had to come and fulfill 
the covenant, which we see in the New Testament, and then also we see Jesus in the Old Testament. It's quite interesting how you'll see Jesus in the Old Testament. You'll see Jesus. It's, it's quite interesting. If you'll, do, if you'll just keep in mind the covenant as you study the Bible, you'll see the Old Covenant, and then you'll follow it all the way through the New Covenant or the New Testament, and you'll see the Old and the New Covenant all together. It's exciting. In other words, the Hebrew word for covenant, or if I will say the seal of a covenant, literally means, translated means to cut. Say with me, to cut. So in other words, something has to be cut so that a covenant can take place. And in this case, Jesus had to die on the cross for you and I to fulfill that covenant. And it was his blood that he laid for that covenant. And we find out that that covenant became so powerful. Now notice this, Isaiah 54.10, quickly go to Isaiah 54.10. Talking about a covenant, a covenant that God made. Now I want you to think about it. God didn't have to make this covenant. It was between him and man. So what was, the, what was the factor, the defining factor that led God to make a covenant? Very simple, was love. For God is love. And then, of course, we find Jesus died for us. For whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So that's a form of love. That's, a, that's an agape love. In other words, that love is so, is so big uh, you know, you love your children, uh, you love your husband, you love your wife, you love your mother. Uh, that, that's that's a, a certain type of love, but there's something about that agape love that God had for mankind. And, and this is where we're going to see it. Now, notice what it says in, um, where did I say to go? The Bible says, uh, let's see, go to, hallelujah, Isaiah, right? 5410. All right, notice what it says. Though, a, though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love. Now get a hold of that. Underline that word. Unfailing love. For you will not be shaken. Now notice this. Is it possible to have unfailing love? It is when you fall in love with Jesus. There's something about love that, that you find in Jesus. You love your brother and you love your sister. You love, there's something about love that just changes your whole walk. I remember before I got saved, I didn't have love. I thought I knew what love was, but I really didn't know what love was. And love did not come till I understood about Jesus that I gave my love to God or I gave my heart to Jesus. Then I started understanding love. And so love is a big thing. And here we find that that word love now, translated in Hebrew, write this down. Remember, it means hesed, H-E-S-E-D, hesed, which means uh, 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 the unfailing love, but it also means the mercy, the, the, the wanting to do something. So we find that God had an unfailing love for his people. Now think about it. In the time of, of Noah, when, he, when the flood came, all mankind was destroyed except Noah and his family. God was angry with the people. But the thing that sent people to their death was not the anger, was the sin that drove them away from God. God loved them. To this day, God loves people. He loves us all. But how many people turn their back on God? And yet God will love them. Think about it right now. How many people have turned their back on God, but yet God, through his mercy, through his grace, through his unfailing love, through his hased, still 
is wanting to fulfill what Jesus did in that through the covenant. That's that's a that's a love that's uncomprehendable. Hey Amen. Hallelujah. So if we read that again through the though the mountains be shaken in Isaiah fifty four ten, though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love, my has said, has said for you will not be shaken. Say with me, Amen. Hallelujah. So it's an it's an unshaking love. Hallelujah. Amen. And think about that. The love that God has for us. That he gave us Jesus to make a covenant. A covenant. In other words, the covenant was broken way before in the Old Testament. But yet he had mercy and grace to fulfill the new covenant through Jesus. And we're under that new covenant. Hallelujah. Amen. We're under that new covenant. Come on. Let's just take a praise break right now. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, that Jesus made a new covenant. And he gave his blood for us, Father. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Now quickly go to Psalms 23, talking about Hesed now, that, that unfailing love, uh, that, that love that, uh, that one cannot describe, and it only can be understood through Jesus Christ and our Father, hallelujah, amen. There's a love, now think about it, uh, do you know people that are lovely? Do you know people that are wonderful that you say, man, they're so beautiful. They're, they're just full of love. And so, oh, man, they just, they, just, they just exuberate love. And you feel the love every time they walk in the room. You feel the love. And they're always giving, 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 giving. That's a characteristic of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's where we want to come to. That's where we should be. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, we live in a hard world. Yes, we live in a tough world. Yes, we live in a world that people are just... Uh, are tough and sometimes you just want to deal with that in the natural but you got to reach to the his said part of God God loves me so if he loves me he loves that person as much as he loves me hallelujah amen Psalms 23 now notice what it says here the Lord and I read this every morning this blesses me the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want right there you're starting to see the his said of God he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of the coronavirus death, I will fear no evil for his, his said his unfailing love is with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So if we can keep reading the whole Bible talking about his love for us. Hallelujah. Amen. So we find that his love or his ascent is something so enduring. Now, go with me to Psalms 136. And this is where I want you to focus on now that we came out of Resurrection Sunday. We're still under Passover according to the Jewish uh, people. But I want you to really recognize that there is a love for God has for you that what took place Sunday in his resurrection had to be, and that was the love of God that he had for you. He had to send his only son. Now think about it, your children, would you put your child on the cross for somebody else? I don't think so. God had to put his only begotten son on the cross to fulfill a covenant that he swore unto our fathers. Hallelujah. Amen. Notice what it says in Psalms 136. I'm getting all excited. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Verses 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Remember, unfailing love, his mercy. 
his hased. So if I read it this way, for his hased endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto, unto God of the gods, for his hased endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his hased endures forever. Are you getting this, church? Are you getting this? To him, hallelujah, who alone doeth great wonders, for his hased endureth forever. Hallelujah. Amen. To him that by wisdom made the heavens, for his hased endureth forever. Say with me, his hased endureth forever. Ladies and gentlemen, you can run from God, you can hate God, you can put your hands up your fist to God you can say God sent this virus and is killing people you can just be angry 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 you're not going to change his love for you you're not going to change his has said for you hallelujah amen notice what it says in in verse 6 now to him that stretched out the earth above the waters altogether for his has said endureth forever hallelujah amen keep reading to him that hath made great lights for his said endureth forever come on keep reading the sun to rule by day for his said endureth forever hallelujah amen and keep reading verse 9 the moon and the stars to rule by night for his said endureth forever hallelujah amen how powerful our god is hallelujah amen isn't it good that his said endures forever and ever and ever and ever hallelujah amen now notice this i want you to go with me to second chronicles now but there's something that we got to do thank god that his said rules forever Thank God that all mankind is covered by his love, his un, uh, un, uh, un, oh gosh, his, his love that is so big we can't even describe it. God is love, hallelujah, amen. But yet the covenant that he made, man broke covenant, man could not keep covenant, Jesus had to fulfill his covenant by his own blood, hallelujah, amen. Now notice what it says in Second Chronicles. Here's a story that I always thought that it was the praise that delivered them. And yet, in fact, praise does deliver you. Worship delivers you, right? But let's look at something with the mercy of God that we're talking about. Amen? Now, the mercy of God. Now, don't you know that God knows everything? Now, let's talk about this for a moment. Do you know God knew that this germ was coming? He didn't say, oops, I didn't know that was coming. No, he knew it was coming. So he had to immediately, immediately enforce or activate the body of Christ to be prepared. Remember, if you think about it, how many times have the Lord been speaking to us about what we're experiencing? Think about it. God will never keep us in the dark. People say, well, I didn't know this was happening. No, no, no. God is always speaking. We're the ones that are not listening, right? God's always speaking. Now notice this. If, that's, if that is so, which is so true, then that means his has said, his unfailing love, his mercy is still working way before this coronavirus came. His love and His mercy is still working now. Hallelujah. Amen. In other words, it's still going to endure. It doesn't matter what comes our way. It doesn't matter if leprosy comes. His, endure, his love will endure forever. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? So here we find a problem that happened to a king in the people of Israel. But I want you to see in 2 Chronicles, the 20th chapter. Hallelujah. Are you there? The 20th chapter. The Bible says this. It came to pass... After this, that the children of Moab and the children of Mon 
and with them others besides the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Now notice this. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side of Syria. And behold, they be in, in Hazaz, Hazan Tamar, which is in Enjadai. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. Now notice this. This is the key here, seeking the Lord. And proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Now notice this. We don't have time to talk about fasting, but fasting doesn't get the heart of God. People say, well, I'm going to fast so I can get God's attention. No. Fasting breaks the flesh so that you know how to seek God. Come on, church. People say, well, I'm going to go to fast so, so the Father can hear me. No, 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 no. You're wasting your time. Fasting breaks you, moves the flesh out of the way so that you can start hearing what God wants you to hear. Okay, so that was a quick learning on fasting. Say with me, amen. And so he called a fast. The fast was, people, we need to pray. Amen. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, the multitude is coming. Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast on all Judah. And Judah, this is the children of God, and Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Say with me, amen. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah, and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. Now notice this. He is in the place of the Lord, the sanctuary. And said, O Lord God of our Father, art not that God in heaven? Question. So in other words, he's, he's, he's asking God a question. No one's there, only God. And ruleth now thou over all the kingdom of the heavens? Question. Now isn't that amazing how he's showing God? It's almost like he's, he's placing his case before God. Aren't you God? Aren't you God, the God of the, all the kingdom of heaven? And in thy hand is there not power and might so that none is able to withstand thee? Question mark. Art not thou our God who drivest out the inhabitants of this land before thy people, Israel, and gave it if to the seed of Abraham, thy friend forever? Question mark. What's he doing here? This is indicating to you that the Jehoshaphat knows the word. He knows the covenant. He knows the promises. So he is now bringing his case before God. It's not like God doesn't know. But he's saying, God, aren't you this? Aren't you what's written here? You see what I'm saying? So in other words, it's like going to God. It's like a lawyer going to the court. And the opposing lawyer doesn't know the law. You know the law. And you go in there and you just blow, as they say, out of the water all those that are in that courtroom. Even the judge. And the judge is like, whoa, this lawyer study. This lawyer knows the precedence. This lawyer knows. And he has to beat the gavel and say, okay, come on, come on, come on. We cancel this. We cancel this court hearing. It's not, it's not worth any going further. Why? That lawyer knew what he was confronting. He knew in his, in his study the law. Well, likewise, Jehoshaphat knew. Now, let me ask you something. It wasn't the praise that brought the breakthrough in their life. It was Jehoshaphat knowing he was a covenant man. He was in covenant with God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, notice this. You're in covenant with Jesus. You have every right to stand 
and speak the word of the Lord over situations and say, Father, this is the covenant that you made with me and Jesus. This is the covenant that you made. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not like you're, catch, you're catching God off guard. You're just, you're just becoming wise to who you are. And the devil says, whoa, 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 whoa. They know who they are. Come on, let's keep reading. Are you excited about this, church? And the Bible says this, our, verse 7, Art thou, thou art God who drivest out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel and gave it if to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever? Wait a minute. Thy friend forever? Underline that word. Thy friend forever? What does that mean, friend? Oh, that's covenant talk. That's covenant talk. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Amen. That's covenant talk. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, wait a minute. Let's keep reading. And thy dwelleth therein, and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, If when evil cometh upon us as a sword, judgment, pestilence, famine, oh, coronavirus, we stand before this house. This house is the place of God. And in thy presence, God, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. Say with me, hear and help. Hear and help. Hallelujah. I believe that what this coronavirus is pushing people to do, in a sense, is to know their covenant right with God. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, church. I like it when a bunch of Christians start putting the blood of Jesus, a reminder about the blood on their doorpost, reminding the world about the covenant, reminding what Jesus did on the cross about the covenant. See, see, we that have the covenant understanding, we need to share the covenant about this to people that don't understand it. Come on, church. Amen. When people say, oh, you're going to wear your mask today? Yeah, I'm going to wear my mask, but I got something greater for, than this mask. I got the blood of Jesus on me. Hallelujah. That's covenant talk. That's covenant talk. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's keep reading. Verse 10. And now behold the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say, how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession. Oh, wait a minute. Of thy possession. What's that? Covenant talk. With thou hast given us to inherit. Where is that? That's covenant talk. Don't let the devil steal from you. Remind the devil you have covenant talk. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Covenant talk is the I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above, not beneath. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the country. Hallelujah. Amen. Verses 12. Oh, our God, will thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great companion company that cometh against us, neither that know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. Wait a minute. That is covenant talk again. Covenant talk again. Covenant talk. Say with me, covenant talk. Covenant talk. Hallelujah. And notice what it says. And all Judah stood before the Lord. Say with me, before the Lord. That's what we need to do. All Oklahomans need to stand before the Lord. All the United States of America needs to stand before the Lord. I'm telling you, and it's doing this. I'm telling you, there's reports of people that are standing before the Lord in crowds, praying, uh, worshiping God, calling out to God. Don't you know uh, that is covenant? That's a reminder to God. Covenant, covenant, covenant. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Devil is going to back off already by that. Amen. Now notice what it says. All Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, 
and their children. And then upon Jehoshaphat, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benai, the son of Jeel, the son of Bethaniah, a Levite of the son of Aspah, came the Spirit of the Lord, ooh, Jesus, in the midst of the congregation. The Holy Ghost falls on them, hallelujah. And he said under the anointing of God, hearken ye, all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou king Jehoshaphat, Thus saith the Lord unto you, hallelujah, be not afraid nor be dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. I want to say it again. Be not afraid, people of God. Be not afraid, those in Texas, in Oklahoma, in Louisiana, all over the world. Be not afraid, for the battle which is the, this coronavirus is not yours, but it is God's. Hallelujah. God is going to deal with it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 17. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourself again. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah. And Jerusalem, for fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against him, for the Lord will be with you. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's just stop reading. And then, of course, he worshiped the Lord. He worshiped the Lord, and the Lord said, ambush. I always thought, well, the worship did it. Yes, worship had a lot to do with it. But more important was Jehoshaphat knew covenant talk. He knew covenant talk. He reminded God of all the promises. He reminded God of Abraham. He reminded God of their possessions. He reminded God of their inheritance. He reminded God of the, of the covenant. Listen, you have a greater covenant in Jesus. Hallelujah. You have Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So in other words, we've got to stand still. Stand on the covenant of God. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe we as believers have to be very careful in these days. Yes, use a lot of wisdom. Yes, uh, uh, understand, have no fear, trust the Lord. But more than that, know your covenant. Know your covenant. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, this stimulus, this stimulus uh, check that people are going to be getting. I don't know if you got yours or not, but listen to this. Notice this. Don't put your faith on that. Immediately put your faith in God. God made a way for that to come to you. Amen. But the unbeliever... He's saying, did you get your check yet? Not me. I haven't got mine yet. Well, mine better come in her, her, her better hurry up and come. I need it now. I need it now. You see, you see what they're doing? They're putting their trust in that. Come on. Now, notice this. Notice this. Think about it. If that, if that stimulus check never came, God is still going to provide for you. He just added peanut butter on that jelly sandwich. Hallelujah. Oh, the other way around. Come on, today, man. So we have to realize. Now, now I want you to see something now. Uh, you remember we read something where he talked about Abraham was a friend of God? I want you to go with me to James now. That's covenant talk. Jesus calls us friends. You know that, right? He's our friend. Uh, we know that uh, Abraham was a friend and God called him a friend. But notice what it says in James. I want you to see this. Oh, he just blessed me as I read that. James, the second chapter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say with me, amen. amen. And the scripture, verse 23, and the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and altogether, and he was called the friend of God. And notice this, if it was a lowercase friend, then it would just be just another friend. 
But it's, a, it's an uppercase. Friend. That means that's covenant talk. That's a divine relationship. Now, I want you to think about this. From Close your eyes for a moment right now. Jesus said, I call you no longer uh, servants, but I call you friends. Now, think about that. I want you to close your eyes think about that. He called you friend. Why did he call you friend? Because he made a covenant with God for you. Now, you're a covenant you're a covenant product, or you're a product of that covenant. Oh, Jesus, think about that. You're a product of that covenant, the blood of Jesus that marred that, that cross, that stained his body, that caused him to go into the ground for you. We talked about it Sunday, and then was resurrected, then seated at the right hand of the Father. Now, that's covenant talk. Now, think about covenant talk. When you and I start talking covenant talk, what does that mean, come and talk? Talking what the Word says. Talking what the Word says. Staying in love. Walking in love. Being an example to others about Jesus. Oh, right now is the most wonderful time, appropriate time, most important time for the world to see Jesus in you. For them to see the brightness of Jesus. Not to see you uh, like the world, but to see you different. See, people are in darkness right now because of this coronavirus. As Pastor Christine was saying, uh, there are a lot of people that are, that are just depressed now. Uh, listen, uh, things are happening. People are stuck in homes and they want to get out. And, and when they do get out, they have fear. Now, listen, you and I don't know that because we have the love of Jesus in us. But think about, uh, there was this, 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 this German man had told God, God, I don't want you in my life. Get out of my life. Holy Spirit, leave me. I don't need you. And the Lord went ahead and removed himself, his presence from that German man. And the German man said he's never in his life felt so alone. He thought he could not explain the loneliness that he felt. Now, being alone is, is different. But when God moves his presence from you and the Spirit of God leaves, you're, 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 you're such in a darkness that Satan is ready to destroy you. Now think about, think about when Job, Job, uh, when, when, when Satan, when God gave Satan permission to go ahead and, and bring destruction on, on Job, really it was Job's words that brought destruction on him. God just permitted it. God just backed off. And, and let me just say something. Let me add something right now. You can lift the hand of God off you. You know that. You can, you can lift the hand of God. And, and the moment the hand of God comes off you, then another hand comes on you. And that's the hand of darkness, that's the hand of Satan, you see. And a lot of people do that. When they, when they, uh, that's why the Bible says when, when people backslide, they have tasted of the new wine of God, they were on the right path of God to life, but then they turned from God, literally they left God, so God's hand lifted, now another hand comes in to bring destruction. And the only way for that person to be set free is to denounce Satan, denounce sin, and come back to God and God's head's on there, amen? So going back to the hand of God, now notice this. We find here that Abraham, Abraham was called the friend of God. Why? Because the hand of God was on Abraham. The hand of God was on, is on Jesus. Now the hand of God is on us. So it's on me. It's on me. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's be careful what we say. Let's be careful how we talk. Let's be careful what we see. And one of the things I want to encourage you, don't get upset when you watch the media blame certain people this or that or this uh, right now i pro prophecy prophetic says 
don't accuse China for what took place. Right now, everybody's accusing China. What's going on? Now we're going into the race card, the race situation. Now we're starting to see this, this coronavirus is, is killing uh, the African-American more than the, the white, the, the Anglo. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Pastor Christine talked about that. That has nothing to do with race. Has nothing to do. Uh, all of us are made from the same blood. We're made from the same blood. We go back to the same blood. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus created us all the same. Hallelujah. Amen. There's no distinction. Hallelujah. The only distinction is sin and righteousness. Come on, church. Sin and righteousness. It doesn't matter who you are. And then when I see this, I say, uh-uh, uh-uh, devil, you're a liar. You're trying to turn this, this disease now into a race thing. And now you're starting to set something up. And now everybody's talking about it. Everybody's talking. You know what I'm talking Don't get upset when you see these things start praying against it. It's, it's Satan's, Satan doesn't know how to deal with it now. The, the church has been praying. The, the whole world's now praying. The, uh, people are turning to God that were once atheists. Satan put his foot in his mouth. Didn't realize what he did. You see what I'm saying? God's turning around for his glory. Why? Because covenant has been made. Say with me, covenant has been made. Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to think about that for a moment. Hallelujah. Amen. Now notice this. Go with me to 2 Samuel. Hallelujah. Covenant talk. Oh, we're a friend of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, David, David. God loved David as a friend. Hallelujah. Amen. 2 Samuel, the ninth chapter. Now notice that we're talking about covenant, which is, I said, it's the, 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 the biggest kind of love that we can't even describe. Only God, we can say that it's about God. David said, is there yet any any?" that is left of the house of Saul, that I might show kindness for Jonathan's sake. David is a king now. Jonathan is dead. His father Saul is dead, which was king. But now he wants to bless someone with kindness for Jonathan's sake. Let's stop here for, for Jonathan's sake. Why does Jonathan have to do with this? Because David made a covenant with Jonathan with blood. You remember that story with David and Jonathan? They made a covenant that they were going to stand together, be together. I'll tell you, when, when you talk about covenant, covenant is powerful. Hallelujah. Amen. Notice this. And verse 2, and there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name is Ziba. And when they had called him unto David, the king said unto him, Ziba, art thou Ziba? And he said, thy servant is he. And the king said, is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I might show kindness of God unto him? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan hath yet a son which is lame on his feet, paralyzed. And the king said unto him, Where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he is in the house of Mishir, the son of Miel, and in Lodabar. Lodabar is the slums of slums. Then King David sent and fetched him out of the house of Mikir, the son of Miel, from Lodabar. And when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was coming to David, he fell on his face and did reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth, and he said, and he answered, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not. 
For I will surely show thee kindness, kindness for Jonathan, Jonathan, thy father's sake, and I will restore. You have to circle that. I'll restore thee, Mephibosheth, all the land of Saul, thy father. He was a king. And thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. This is covenant talk. And he bowed himself and saith, what is thy servant that thou should look upon such as a dead dog as I am? This is how Satan wants people to look like or feel like a dead dog. He was crippled, lived in Lodabar, the slums of Slorm, paralyzed. He called himself a dog. Then king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said unto him, I have given unto thy master's son all that pertained to Saul and to all his house. Thou therefore... And thy sons and thy servants shall till land for him. Thou shalt bring in the fruits that, they masters, that, that thy master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, thy master's son, shall eat bread always at my table. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. So what's going on here? Immediately Mephibosheth or Ziba and his sons got busy to take care of this crippled boy. This crippled boy became a... Uh, became so rich. Uh, the Bible says that he, he ate at the king's table. Now, Lord, I want you to think about this. Kings don't eat with people, only with those who they invite. So what, what am I trying to say here? I want you to picture this. Jesus representing like the King David here. Remember, Jesus did come from the loins of, uh, or did come from the root of David. Think about Jesus has covenant with you. And Satan wants you to feel like you're a dog. And Jesus comes to you and says, uh-uh, I hear, I'm here to break covenant with you. What I'm going to give you is way more, way more than what you have. Amen? That's covenant talk. Now, that's the body of Christ. Think about it. I want you to leave today knowing that, oh, my goodness, there's much more that Jesus did on that cross. Let's just don't forget about uh, Resurrection Sunday and, and go back to the way it was and same old, same old. Let's don't say, well, Easter was good. We had barbecue and we broke some eggs and hit some eggs and that's it. No, 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 no. I want you to keep moving into that realm of covenant. I want you to keep moving into that realm of God, God. I want you to think about it. God has so much plans for you, children. So, oh, Jesus. Come on, stand up. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we thank you. God has so much for you. I heard the Lord call you children. I want you to think about it. He called you children. Does not a father take care of his children? Does not a father take and provide for his children? How do you see me, saith the Lord? As your provider or as a father that does not provide for his children? Oh, you have to believe in me what I say unto you. Oh, I hear the father speaking so clear. Come on, church. He's speaking to you right now. Oh, riba raba. I am your father. Oh, I have covenant with you. I made Jesus part of that covenant for you. Oh, respond to that covenant during this time. Respond to that covenant during, during this pestilence. For this pestilence is not, it's not going to last. It's not going to bring you down. This, co this covenant that I have is a great covenant. It's a great covenant for 
before you. Rely on me, rely on me, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we thank you, Lord. We rely on you, Jesus. We rely on you. Come on. Worship the Lord. Praise the Lord with your voices. Hallelujah. Worship the Lord. Those that are watching, just stand up where you are. Worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Make a breakthrough. Make a breakthrough. Make a breakthrough. Hallelujah. Tell yourselves, oh, I stand upon the word. I stand upon the word in the name of Jesus. I stand upon the word in the name of Jesus. I stand upon the word in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We give you praise in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. This is covenant talk right now. This is covenant talk right now. Hallelujah. Amen. This is covenant talk. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I want you to think about it as we leave today or as you uh, tune out uh, from our broadcast. You've got to take this with you. You've got to take this. God made a new covenant. And according to, we find in the, in the prophets that he made a new covenant. And the Bible says that I'll put in you a new heart. This is what God is doing for us right now. Amen. So we give you praise, Father. We thank you. Amen. Did you get something tonight, church? Hallelujah. Did you get something tonight? Worship the Lord. Come on. Give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.